Hello and welcome to the Thrive For You Besties podcast. I am your bestie, Carolina. And through these episodes, you will meet some of my besties who helped inspire me and uplift me in the moments where I needed it the most. And so hopefully we develop a community where we all help each other, share our stories, and you know, just have some fun and feel our best, which is the most important thing. Let's get started. Hi, Adam. Thanks for coming. Yeah, of course. So I'm excited to hear about yoga. This is really new for me. And um, I know my best friend just had an experience recently where she's just like this. Literally, I've never experienced anything like it. I had a moment where I was crying and I just felt this big release of energy. And so I thought, what better person to tell us about yoga and the healing experience from it than you? Yeah, no, I'm so happy to be here. And I'm all about, you know, wellness, growth, healing. So, yeah, let's get into it. So when did you have your first experience with yoga? How did you learn about it or what was that like? So I got into yoga about four years ago um, and it was kind of by accident because I was a poor grad student living in San Francisco. And one of my friends was like, hey, like, do you want a side hustle? I have a job working a front desk at a yoga studio. So I got the job and one of the perks was a free yoga membership. And after like seven months, I was like, maybe I should try this out. You know, the people seem so relaxed after going out of these classes. And after two weeks of doing it, I started noticing like changes, um, not only physically, but also mentally. And eventually after a few years of doing it, I, you know, it really impacted my life in pretty big ways. So you went seven months without trying it. Would you watch what the class looked like? <laughs> um, honestly, no. I just kind of like checked people in and was just like, okay, I'll let them do their thing. And, wow, yeah. that's funny. Okay, so did you have your first class at that studio? I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds like one of those experiences where you're like, okay, I'm just going to do it because it's free. But then now it's like, it's so valuable. I'm willing to pay money for it. Exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you had your first class. Uh, what did you notice? Um, I feel like the first class, I was kind of just like, okay, this is, first of all, a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I also didn't really know what to expect because I just, my assumptions was that it was kind of just something that, like, I don't know, like soccer moms do or, I don't know, I just didn't really, I, I was ignorant to a lot of, like, what yoga was. So I kind of went into it. I was like, okay, this is really hard. Um, and I'm really inflexible and that's kind of all that I got from the first class. I'd say it wasn't really until I started doing it more consistently that I noticed like, oh, there's like way more to this. You mentioned physically you notice changes. What would you recommend for like a beginner person? We'll talk about the emotional stuff, but just for like somebody who's like, oh, it's harder than I thought. Like, yeah. would you say like still do it even though you're beginner or like are there beginner type classes that someone can like hop into? Oh, definitely. Like almost every studio has like what they call level one classes. And if you've never taken a yoga class, those are always like exactly for someone who doesn't know what the poses mean or who's kind of lost. The class that I did for the first time was actually a more advanced class. So I was kind of just like looking around, like, I don't know what the hell's going on, but <laughs> I still figured it out. So if you want to do it that way, you can do it that way too. Just throw yourself in there. <laughs> exactly, yeah. What were some of like the emotional things that, so tell us about what happens when you're doing a session maybe. Because like when I did mine, I noticed like it was a lot of like the 
connecting with yourself, um, like the breath work, mm -hmm. for me, that's what really impacted me. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of like what you experienced? Um, you know, I think that it changes depending on how far along I've been doing it. Mm -hmm. I feel like at the beginning, it was a lot more of like the physical aspect and the breathing and it still is about breathing. But it wasn't until like, I don't know, maybe like two years in that I started really noticing like emotional things. Okay. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, totally. So it's funny because uh, I took a yoga teacher training and during the training they said, oh, when we suppress emotions, they get stored into our muscles and our body um, wow. as trapped energy. And when I learned that, I was really skeptical about it. I was like, mm, like where's the science? where's the scientific paper that shows that? Oh, no. What's the moon doing today? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I was kind of like, okay, I don't know about that. But then, like, literally, like, sometime after that, uh, I was, like, you know, having a good day. And then I started doing a yoga practice, you know, just feeling good, feeling good. And then I get into this one pose called pigeon pose where you're, like, lying forward and it's a really intense stretch and out of nowhere i just start sobbing what out of nowhere yeah i'm like i was even like, wait you were by yourself yes i was by okay. myself this was at home yeah yeah so i was by myself and yeah i just start like sobbing and i was like taken aback and i talked to some of my yoga friends about it who were more experienced and they were like oh yeah it, it, that happens you like unlocked something <laughs> literally yeah wow yeah. Was there anything going on in your life at that time that could have been something that was, you know, like all of it happening together? Or um, was it like stored energy or was it just everything you think? That's a really great question. I feel like I've had points in my life where both have happened. Either I'm going through something in the moment or it's just like tears that I had held back when I was younger because I was socialized to believe that men aren't supposed to cry. Yeah. Was that, um, I, cause I know, like, I believe a lot in like working on your inner child, um, as an adult, when, when you were first introduced to yoga and like when you had that moment, did you initially know that it was like something from your past or like, did you have to do some work to get to that point? Oh, I definitely had to do some work. Uh, I talked to my therapist at the time about it and yeah, yeah, definitely had to put in some work. Wow. But your friends, like the, the other yoga, um, instructors um or just um students practicer students yeah the other yogis so it's normal this is something that happens oh yeah yeah once you start practicing long enough like it'll just start happening and there's certain poses that kind of are more known to release emotions than others wow okay um, so did you learn it? This is, that's kind of interesting that you mentioned therapy. I know we weren't really like prepared to like talk about that, yeah. but, um, if you want to share, like, did your therapist teach you any coping, um, like strategies when that happened or to like unlock that, or, like unravel? Do you remember any like questions you asked yourself or stuff like that? Mm. I guess I'm just curious, like how you uncovered that the source from the crying yeah 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 i think that um ooh, you know i think it was after you know like i would you know sobbed one time and then like maybe like two or three sessions later like the tears came back again but this time i was like prepared i was like okay this happened before it's happening again and then i i i feel like after enough times of it happening i'm able to like internally like find like hints or clues about how I'm feeling. 
And, and in therapy, I would kind of talk about it and that would help. I think the combination of just doing more yoga and then talking about it kind of helped. Yeah. I think that um, sometimes, at least when I had my first session with my first, I had the psychologist and then I got assigned my therapist, uh, psychiatrist. And then we went the other route because I didn't want medication. But anyway, you choose what lifestyle things that you're going to do to help you get into a better headspace. And so um, it's interesting that like they did suggest that I do yoga combined with therapy. So it's interesting that that was the experience you had because that was also something you kind of fell into it. Yeah. But that was something that was recommended to me by my therapist. Mm. So maybe this is something that um, a lot of you guys can benefit from if you are going to do yoga and you're you know struggling with anxiety. I know you mentioned that that's helped you. Oh, so much, so much. Yeah, definitely. Last year in particular, um, I just had a lot of really crazy things going on in my life and my anxiety levels were off the roof to a point that I'd never experienced before. But with breathing and yoga, um, it's almost like telling your body like, hey, it's okay. Like, you know, nervous system, relax a bit. Because when you are in a state of high anxiety, you can't just turn it off, right? Like it it's there and, and, and it's scary, but through breathing, it's it's almost like, yeah, your ability to communicate with your brain in a way. It's so interesting too, because I feel like ultimately this is a way to tone it down, but it's it's a much kinder way because oftentimes like when we're having a moment or we're having an episode or like you know, um, whatever you want to call it, but we try to stop it. It's almost like we go against it and then it makes it worse because, um, we just like add another layer of, Oh, I don't want to go back there again. Or I don't, we were so afraid of it Mm -hmm. that we try to get like in front of it instead of just like working on just, okay, why am I feeling this? What is this? And just, you know, talking to it. Yes. And, and that's a big principle in yoga, too, is allowing yourself to feel, is to be mindful, like, what is inside of you without judgment and letting it kind of come out. Yeah, yeah, I really do believe in that. Um, actually, I just listened to Selena Gomez. Did you watch her documentary? I didn't. I heard it was really good, though. I haven't watched it, but I listened to her um, interview with Jay Shetty. And um, she talks a lot about how, you know, everything changed for her when she learned to quit fighting her mental health and just start talking to it and start like accepting it and then like moving with it versus like against it. So I think that's like a really common thing I'm realizing with people who have struggled with mental health and like have learned to like choose to be better every day. It takes purpose and like intention yeah i know we talked before we started um when you were telling me about how yoga helped you with anxiety Mm -hmm. you said something about like it helps me like calm down the noise like it gives me clarity right right yeah definitely so you know when i am experiencing high anxiety it's like both in my it's happening both in my mind and in my body like so in my mind you know like thoughts are racing Uh, And in my body, I have a lot of tightness, a lot of clenching, uh, you know, my breath is more shallow, all of these things. And so when you're doing yoga and when you do those deep breathings and you you consciously focus on areas of your body to unclench, that that's like a signal to your from your muscles to your brain saying like, hey, 
you don't have to think so much. Like you're actually safe. You don't have to be in fight or flight mode. Wow. Okay. That's so interesting. Yeah, they do say that like that's one of the biggest things is identifying the triggers that put you in fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. Earlier you said that you realized like you weren't able to show emotion that much because of growing up in a Latino household. Um, what advice would you give to somebody who feels the same? Like what have you learned? Yeah, oof. Honestly, I've learned that, especially if you are a Latino man, or honestly, any anyone, this applies to anybody, like... But I do think you're right. It is, a lot of times, it's harder, even more difficult for men. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that um, my advice is that it's okay to show emotion, and it's not... It shouldn't be felt as a weakness. Because I felt like for a, a lot of my life, I thought that crying meant that I was weak. And in reality, it's so necessary. You know, we're humans, we have emotions, and if we don't let them pass through us, then they're gonna hold on to us. And they're, you know, gonna haunt us in the future. Yeah. I definitely don't have an issue crying. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm a big crybaby. I cannot watch a sad movie, because I'm like, the other day I was watching, um, what's it called? This new from scratch on Netflix. Okay. It's just like I thought it was a rom com, but I'm like three episodes in and I'm already sobbing. And then <laughs> um, my boyfriend gets here and then he's like, another hour passes. He's like, this is like the eighth time you cry. And I'm like, it's so good though. Anyway, so I don't have a problem crying, but I did for a long time have a problem um, being able to like communicate my emotions to other people so I would cry but I would cry a lot of times like alone or like in the shower and I would cry in Spanish I mean like, a TikTok. <laughs> like, like it was bad but um, then I finally realized like I was only kind of hurting myself because like it helped me release but then at the same time if I had any um, issues with whatever was going on in my life I would develop a little bit of resentment yeah. towards whoever it was that hurt me mm -hmm. because they because I wasn't able to tell them what I was feeling mm-hmm mm -hmm. exactly that and you bring up a really great point a great point about how when you don't communicate your boundaries that leads to resentment towards other people yeah when did you first learn about like establishing boundaries Whew. uh later than i wish <laughs> <laughs> probably all of us <laughs> honestly probably like the last few years or like probably when i first got a therapist for the first time and i was like oh this is actually something that's probably really important yeah, yeah. what's um what's your experience with first going into like how did you first like go into therapy did you just say like um i need this or because i didn't even know oh really you, you, no i like i went to i talked about it earlier but like i went to my physical and my doctor said how are you with this giant smile and then i was like good and then i started crying <laughs> so she's like um you need to talk to someone <laughs> No, for me, it was intentional on my part. I I think, yeah, the first time I had gone to therapy, I just had gone through, like, a really bad breakup. And I was just, like, also going to grad school at the time, which was oh, super man. stressful. And I was just like, I need to talk to somebody. Yeah. yeah. Did you, was it because you were just, like, far away? Like, did you, 
I think like we we talk about it's literally like the besties podcast. We want to make sure that our circle has people that we can turn to to talk to. Mm-hmm. Usually that's our friends. But did you like did you have friends that you could fall back on or were you just like not comfortable exploring that quite yet? Ooh. I felt like I did have friends that I was comfortable with but one they were all dealing with their own stuff so mm-hmm. i didn't want to burden them and but also i think i additionally had troubles getting like really deep in terms of expressing my emotion too so i think it was kind of a combo or even just the fact that we thought like we think sometimes that we are going to burden burden them yeah but it's like not i've had times where like one of my closest girlfriends she'll be like blah, blah, blah. Like, I just feel like I've been like dumping stuff on you and I just don't want to keep dumping on you because I'm like burdening you. And I'm like, well, that's on me to communicate when I'm not available Mm -hmm. to help you. Yes. But anytime that I'm not communicating that to you, just know you're not a burden. I have space for you. Yeah. Not like, well, that sounds fucked up. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 but like, I got you. I got yeah. You. yeah. And honestly, I feel like that makes you a really amazing friend because in doing that, you're not going to harbor resentment for her because if it is too much, you will say so. Um, and then like, I also have a tendency of, I don't know if, if this is good or bad, but when I do need space, I'm such an open and giving person that I've noticed that I have moments where I do have to like hermit. Yeah. Same. To recover. Same. Um, so that's why, like, I feel like going out to nature. Now I'm, like, exploring. I'm going to take your advice. Maybe you'll teach me a yoga class. Yes. Like, <laughs> Come over. But, you know, it's like I, I want to explore other ways to recharge. Yeah. And yoga is an amazing way to recharge. Both within yourself and also just the yoga community is so empathetic and kind and welcoming and whenever I go into the studio it's just like good energy you know everyone there is working on themselves and growing and you know healing and just trying to be better so I guess yeah that's also really beautiful because there's so many people who don't have a solid circle Mm -hmm. around them right they don't have a community that they feel like they belong to they're trying to be better or they wish they could be better. There's people even out there, if you're listening, who like maybe feel like they don't have any friends who could understand what they could be going through, stuff like that. And sometimes it sounds like a community that's so supportive and just full of love. Maybe you don't have to come talk about anything, but you'll still feel light. Yes. Definitely. And a lot of yoga teachers too, like intentionally hold space during classes and say things like take care of yourself. And they mean that like literally like on the mat, like if you're trying to get into this crazy pose, like, you know, take care of yourself, but also outside of the mat too. And, you know, they, they sneak in little things about self-care. Was that your like yoga? Because I know you went like, you went like, like, what do you call it? Like smooth. Oh, like sultry. <laughs> like calm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> When you're teaching, I know right now you're not teaching, but are you planning on opening that back up? Um, I would love to. Yeah, I feel like I've just been so busy with life and stuff. But yeah, one day I would absolutely love to teach. So busy with life to teach, but you still make time to go to the studio. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I go like probably like five days a week. I try to. Yeah, it's like part of my lifestyle. That's so important. You said like part of my lifestyle consistency is one of the most important things and they say like 
if you can't meditate or for at least like 10 minutes then you'll if you regularly do it you'll notice a difference yeah. so if you stop doing it you'll notice a difference do you have a meditation practice? So Kaiser gave me like a free Calm subscription. Okay. And I've tried it, like yeah. the guided meditation, but I need to be consistent. Let yeah. me practice what I'm preaching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm getting back in it because it's it's really important. Yeah. So we did talk about boundaries. Um, do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Like I know it just is pretty new, but have you... Have you found any problems, um, now we're like kind of moving off yoga, but like have you found any like challenges when trying to place your boundaries? Ooh, yes. Um, I feel like I especially have a difficult time establishing boundaries with people who get offended when I, when I establish them. And actually, I feel like I've learned that the people who I feel closest to and like you know my, my real ones are the ones that will understand like hey like it's okay if you have that boundary um mm. because before I, I you know i've had instances where like i've established a boundary and like someone tried to make me feel bad for that um yeah well yeah and it's so important to like just be observant of that. I think I'm, I'm really glad actually that you mentioned that because um, the hardest part should be you learning what boundary it is that you need to set and communicating it because then you're at that point you're fighting yourself and like that's sometimes usually the hardest part. Yeah. But it shouldn't be like the response should not be difficult because like if they do love you then they should accept you in yeah. whatever it is that you're saying. Um, they don't even have to understand it. They yeah. just have to respect it. Mm -hmm. And so to make you feel or to try to make you feel guilty for it, I think is a really big reflection of themselves. Yeah, yeah. totally. So it's really yeah. common. I know I've struggled with that too. Um, for me, it's like boundaries at work, boundaries with my siblings, um, even as far as like what topics I just cannot, I think we all need to practice some of that. I, social media is just like so open, but like my boundary sometimes is like I'll mute certain people yeah. and if it's bad enough, I'll just unfollow. I don't even care. It's not rude. You're not like being disrespectful. If it's someone, you know, even if it's a family member, like at that point, like if I've already told you like what things I don't want to talk about, then it's like, I'm just going to go ahead and excuse myself from this conversation yeah. that you're talking about that I've already openly told you not to talk about. So that's what boundary setting for me looks like sometimes. It's just like protecting my own energy. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything you want to add? Uh, in terms of like boundaries? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like you, you brought up a really good point about how, like I mentioned the stage of boundary setting where like you already know what the boundary is, but yeah, taking a step back, even just knowing what your boundaries are and what's making you feel resentful is like a whole process in itself. Definitely. And, and yoga helped me to kind of like connect to that and, and figure out what, what my boundaries are in the first place. How so? Like, I feel like <laughs> if you don't know, I guess it's like, if you've never experienced it, it's really hard to like imagine how, you know, so tell us. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I can walk you through, like, let's say like a boundary of mine is being crossed, right? 
but I don't know what it is. I don't know how to communicate it. I just have a picture of someone in my mind and I feel resentful. Okay. So I will have, I will have these feelings, you know, I'll be in my mood uh, and I'll be like, let me take a yoga class and, you know, figure some stuff out. So I will take a class, whether it's either just at home by myself or going into the studio, you know, I'll stretch, I'll breathe. And at the end of yoga classes, um, the intensity dies down and it's just like relaxing poses, right? And it's during those relaxing poses that all of a sudden it's like a fog clears in my mind and it's like, Adam, you are upset because of this. And it's like, it, wow. it, it allows me to formulate the words to be able to communicate. So essentially it's like um, a way that an outlet that you've found that lets you like tone down the noise. Yeah. Like the exactly. background noise. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Cause I've, um, I'm much better at it now, but I used to be really like short fuse. Mm. So things would just set me off. I would never really like go off on anyone, but internally I'd be like so upset. And so it's just because there's just such an intense emotion or feeling or whatever. And you're just thinking of a million things at once. Yeah. So you're just like so angry that it's really hard to like bring it back and realize like, okay, this, this is the emotion. This is what actually happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And because of what actually happened, I feel this way. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think that also applies to like anxiety too, because anxiety can manifest as like, you know, oh my God, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? But then if you cut through the noise, you're like, wait, what's the actual fact? You know, what, what's the fact here? And what's all the noise that your mind is trying to scare you about that might not actually even happen. And for someone who's like, really like, you know, um, I guess, not there yet because this is all i get we're talking about it like it's just so easy but um i think like it takes practice but 100%. how cool that this could be a tool that you use to get you there so eventually you get good enough at separating your thoughts that you can manage this maybe without yoga, but if you've never experienced being able to understand your emotions and tone yourself down, I think that's really cool that an exercise like this can be so helpful to someone. Yeah, definitely. And just like you said, it takes time. Uh, I didn't start getting like really this deep with you know yoga until like maybe two or three years I started noticing these things. And even now, like, I still need it, that tool to, to clear the fog. I don't think I can do it as well just not practicing, which is why I do it so frequently. <laughs> <laughs> What's cool is, like, now you got your certificate to be an instructor, so you can literally pick up and, like, do your own session whenever you feel like it. Yeah. Instead yeah. of having to find a class at, like, I don't know, 9 p.m. when you're like, um, I just got into a fight with someone. <laughs> right, right. Have you, like, brought people in to do yoga? Like, have you just been, like, bringing everybody in? Oh my, all the time. I try to convert everybody all the time, yeah. And it's funny because the biggest, like, pushback I get is, like, oh, but I'm not flexible enough. And I'm always, like, you know what? I'm, like, the least flexible person I know. Like, you do not need flexibility to do yoga. And you will still reap the benefits just as well as the person who can do some crazy, you know, foot to their head kind of thing. Yeah, it's totally, um, I think even just stretching because you're doing a lot of like stretching of your muscles and stuff. 
I think that people would be surprised to see how, you know, if you're like that kind of person who's like, it wasn't a workout if I'm not sore. Mm -hmm. You'll definitely be sore. Mm -hmm. Or at least I am. I texted my girl and I was like, what the fuck? I'm sore. (laughs) And then I'm like, no, like I'm a big believer on going to the chiropractor. Like I love my chiropractor, but like that session yesterday after I was like all done, I'm like, okay, but I felt like my body going to alignment yeah. <laughs> i'm like popping everywhere maybe that's just because i'm old but it felt so good i'm like i stretched muscles that i feel like i hadn't moved yeah yeah definitely accesses place that we places that we don't normally um access yeah okay so we talked about like the emotional stuff what were like the more like physical changes yeah, there were definitely a lot of them. I feel like literally things like I'll just be walking around the street and my body will just feel really light, like like butter. Like I'm walking around and just it feels good in, to be in my body. That's something that um, a lot of yogis talk about, just like being in your body. And when you do yoga a lot, there's just this like overwhelming sense of feeling in your body, which I really like. Um, and also just, um, you know, like you, you don't get like buff or anything, but you know, some muscle toning and stuff. And that's been kind of nice too. And, and I'm not complaining. Wow. That's really cool that you said the, the in your body feeling. Um, do you think that that's something that could help somebody who's like maybe, um, struggling like with confidence? A hundred percent. Oh my God. Let me tell you. So. After two weeks of doing yoga consistently, I noticed that I would walk into the bathroom and look in the mirror and be like, ooh, like you're looking good today. And, and it's not <laughs> that, right? right? And I'm like, it's not that I was particularly like bad on myself and body image, but I wasn't that confident. And I just noticed that the more I practiced, the more I would like look at myself and be like, hey, like you're good. You know, I, I, so I 100% think that it, it improves confidence. I wonder if that's uh, because of the like alignment, more like content with yourself, more like grounded, and maybe that's why you just feel more confident. Or do you think it was just like you notice like a physical change, and you're just like, "That's me." Oh, it was definitely not physical because after <laughs> after two weeks, like I noticed like, zero <laughs> physical changes. Yeah, I was totally. Uh, mental and the weirdest part too is that I remember like looking at a picture of myself that before doing yoga I looked at that picture and was like oh that's not a good picture of me and then after practicing yoga for a few weeks I looked at that picture again and was like wait I look fine I don't know why I was you know so hard on myself that's so beautiful I don't know why I was so hard on myself I think that a lot of us sometimes are like not as kind to ourselves as we should be but it comes from a place of um insecurities even or yeah some of the fog maybe Mm -hmm. some of those stories that we are told about ourselves Mm -hmm. (laughs) by somebody else right or society Um, mm -hmm. but when you're in this clearer state of mind you're able to really see yourself yes for who you really are which is really important. I think like self-love um, is so important. Is there a specific instructor or like a channel that you would recommend somebody like explore? Ooh, yeah. I definitely know that Yoga with Adrian um, 
on YouTube is really accessible for beginners. And um, yeah, I've heard that one being a really popular one. I've taken a few of her classes too. So oh, cool. yeah, and it's free. So yeah. Nice. You can pull it up on your phone and yeah. do it and feel better. I think it, this was really insightful. Hopefully it's helped some of you. Um, thank you for getting deep. I know we talked about <laughs> some non-yoga things. Yeah. Um, but if it's been so impactful for you, I'm certain that it can help other people. Yeah. I, I hope that, you know, if whoever's listening to this, if they like take a class or anything like that would just, that'd be so awesome. I feel like it, it helps. It can help everybody. Will you invite us to yours when you start teaching? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you send me some um, links of the channel that you're talking about? I think that'd be cool to show them. Definitely. We'll yeah. do. All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, I will link your um, details too, in case anybody wants to come do a yoga class with you. Awesome. Sounds great. Thanks, Carol.